Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. Gons, how have you been? Good, man. It's been an exciting week. Um, shocked. Shocked about some things and shocked about some things that didn't happen. So, interesting. Interesting week. Trade deadline's always fun. Before we get into the trade deadline stuff, yesterday was February 8th, 2024, 2-8-24. Kobe Bryant's statue unveiling. Two for Kobe da- Kobe's daughter Gianna's number, eight and twenty-four for Kobe's two jersey numbers. In a private ceremony broadcast over Spectrum Sportsnet and YouTube, Jeannie Buss, Derek Fisher, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Phil Jackson, and wife Vanessa Bryant spoke to the sol- a select crowd of current and former staff and players, including Jerry West, Pau Gasol, Robert Ory, Magic Johnson, Lamar Odom, the Machine, Sasha Vujacic, and Austin Reeves. The statue depicts Kobe pointing to the sky after scoring 81 points against the Toronto Raptors in 2006. Vanessa Bryant said during her speech that there would be two more statues, one with his number 24 jersey and one with Gianna. Gon said, did you get a chance to look at the statue? What are your thoughts? I have, man. It's excellent. Um, I've seen some statues. Like, I'm not crazy about Shaq's. Um, but I feel like this portrays him pretty well, especially that game. So I was impressed by it for sure. All right. It's, it's, it's something that belongs to him. Like I was saying all, all, all the time where it's like his turnaround jumper and his jumping onto the, onto the sidelines, celebrating, um, with the ball and putting his arms out. That's a Jordan thing. Jordan did that after his fifth championship, and Jordan's also known for his turnaround jumper. So for him to score 81 points, something that Jordan never did, Jordan even didn't even score 70 points, is a really testament to to what he to to the player that he was. And if people had any issues with it, I think Vanessa Bryant said it during his during the speech that you know t- tough ass, tough shit. Um, I'll leave that on unedited because it's funny because I just saw on on Instagram that Nike made her a, a, a hoodie that says "tough shit" with the um, with the Mamba logo and the and the Nike Nike logo. So um, great to see everyone as far as the the statue goes. Um, I guess the other two statues I would assume is going to be on his birthday, um, eight twenty three, and on. 824 which is mamba day so um any thoughts on the statue guns any predictions on the next two statues you think i'm excited to see what it is i mean pertaining to this one i like that he's pointing up at the crowd because you know his big thing was i'm gonna play hurt so people that only could afford my ticket once which is a lot there's a lot of poverty in la their diehard laker fans can only go to a laker game once every couple years and um, he played for them. So I like this one. I like what it depicts. Um, excited to see what the other ones are about. For sure. Rest in peace, Mamba. Rest in peace, Gianna, and all who lost their lives on that day. Um, it's crazy that he's going to get three statues, but 824 and being a girl dad. You know, that's what, you know, the legacy left in LA, like you said. People came to watch him play, got to see a show, got to see a performance, got to see one of the best to ever do it. So rest in peace, Mamba. Uh, let's move on to the NBA trade deadline passed yesterday without a really major deal going down. Of course, I'm scrolling through Twitter, just trying to hope, you know, hoping for you know that big trade that we could talk about where it's like, oh, LeBron got traded or some other, you know, Jimmy Butler got traded or whatever. Um, but none of that really happened. Like as far as going through each trade, I'm not going to do that. 
Um, Gonji, you looked at the, you looked at the trades that were going down yesterday. Even I, I lost enthusiasm throughout the trade. You know, once once it was reported the Lakers weren't going to really do anything and nothing major was going on, I kind of stopped paying attention. Um, so there weren't really any big trades. So now that we're past the trade deadline, you know, what team do you think improved the most out of out of all the teams in the league? Off the top of my head, I would say I think the one criticism we had was Phoenix didn't. Phoenix wasn't deep enough, right? I think they added some good pieces yesterday, man. That's really going to help them. Um, and I think it was easy for them because they're not looking for superstars. And they were, I don't know how they finagled some of the things that they did, but they got a couple shooters and defensive players. So uh, I think they won um, off the top of my head. The Suns, they had signed a bunch of um, one-year players and had a bunch of second-round picks. They somehow somehow did a three-team trade with Memphis and with Brooklyn and got 3-and-D player Royce O'Neal, who I thought the Lakers were angling to get, and also David Roddy, who's a power forward on the Grizzlies. So two good rotational pieces, and all they had to get, get rid of was uh, minimum players and Yuta Watanabe, uh, Metu, Bates Diop, and Jordan Goodwin, all making less than $2.5 uh, yeah, million a season and three second-round picks. So you're right. The Suns were definitely a, a one of the winners of the trade deadline because to get two rotation pieces to go along with their big three, to go to go with uh, Nurkic, to go with... Um, with Eric, with with Gordon, it's gonna be they're they're gonna be a good team um, going forward as far as oh yeah, adding to their they're up there sure. now with the with the Nuggets and the the Clippers. They're up there. Those are the top yeah. three now. They just they just went up another level, so they can win now. They're pa- yeah, the past ten days, um, they're number one in offense in the entire league. So yes, they could potentially be now a top tier team in the league. Another winner from my end was uh, those are the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks were able to trade away Fournier's contract and Quinton Grimes to get, I'm trying to do this off, off the top of my head, to get Alec Burks, a 40% three-point shooter, and also Boyan Bogdanovich, another 30, 40% three-point shooter. So when I saw the Lakers play the Knicks um, it was a few days ago, it was really just stop Brunson because they have no shooters. Now they just added two more shooters. And also adding OG Ananobi before and returning Julius Randle. The Knicks are very, very feisty coming out of the Eastern Conference. You still have the Celtics. The Bucks are also faltering too. One and four, who knows where they're going to be. And with the Sixers losing Embiid and now they're free falling too. The Knicks and also the Cavs look to, to, to be the teams that are going to be the next two and three teams in the Eastern Conference. Do you, do you agree with me oh, that the Knicks no are potentially number two or three in the Eastern? No doubt. Um, when they added on an OB, they added defense, uh, someone that could stretch for a little bit, plays hard, and now you got a uh, dude Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. He can go off, man. He can go he can. off. He can go off. Um, I don't know how good he is defensively, but I've seen this guy tear up the Lakers every time he plays them. I feel like he was on was he on Sacramento recently? I think that was the other Bogdanovich. So he has kind of jumped around. Um, this was from let me see Indiana. His, yeah. So he was on he was on the Nets. Then he was on Indiana for a little bit. Yeah. Then he was on the Jazz for a little bit. So you're right. He was on the Jazz. Yes. Yes. And then he was and he was on the the the, the Pistons. I remember seeing him on the Jazz and on Indiana tearing up the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Good for the Knicks. Their front office is finally piecing stuff together. 
it's been MIA for a while. Um, and Alec Burks too. I mean, they essentially get good. What he's done, man. He's just slow. He's lost a step. Although he can score too for a team that's missing offense. I mean, a couple years ago, he was putting up 15, 16 points a game. Then he went to the Knicks and uh, Timido just stopped playing him. I think for defensive reasons, but I think overall the Knicks, you're right. Are, are I've stepped up a notch just like the sun. So those are the two winners, I would say, from each coast. No, for sure. Add add to it too. One of the one of the teams I had written down here was the Dallas Ma- Dallas Mavericks. They got rid of uh, Grant Williams and Seth Curry. Grant Williams, who they signed in the offseason, but from reports from Tim McMahon of ESPN, who covers the Dallas Mavericks, he was becoming uh, petulant in the locker room, so he was becoming a bad locker room guy. And got P.J. Washington from the Charlotte Hornets, who's a pretty good player, making six seventeen million dollars this season, and also two second-round picks. So P.J. Washington, of course, m- best, best, more best known for his... Um, for his baby mama drama with uh, Brittany Griner, or Brittany, Re- Brittany Renner, as I should say, um, PJ Washington. There, they also acquired Daniel Gafford uh, from the from the Washington Wizards for Rashawn Holmes, which was a, a, a one of my guys from before, but he has fallen off. So, d- getting Daniel Gafford, PJ, uh, PJ Washington to shore up that front line for the Mavericks, who still have Derek Lively. What do you think of the Mavs going forward now that they added two interior pieces? I think I think the the most important thing is getting rid of the cancer in the locker room um, before it got too contagious and affected other players. So it's a big win for them too. I don't think they got that much better talent wise, but maybe in an essence of they got players with the right mentality um, coming to play and got rid of who they need to get rid of. So it was a win for them. I don't know. What was going on with Seth Curry? I know he had some issues with the Mavs, but last I remember, this kid could shoot. Am I am I wrong? I, he could shoot defensively, still bad. So he's still smaller than his brother. Um, he still could shoot, but you're you're not getting the same production from him like you're, you're like you're still getting from his brother. So he was only making four million dollars this season. If anything, this was more of a salary because he had to get to sixteen million dollars gotcha. to get to Washington. So. He wasn't playing much in on, on in Dallas, but if he gets bought out by by the Hornets, but I don't think he will because him his family's from Charlotte, um, so I think you'll you'll see some hometown stuff so, from him. So with especially with his dad as a color commentator, I think we'll see Steph Curry, oh, Steph yeah. Curry remain with the remain, remain with the Hornets. No. Um, any other uh, any other trade deadline stuff that happened, or we'll, we'll we'll get to the losers in a second, or teams that should have done something. But any other you know. Um, moves that, that kind of moved you, Gons, that, that that you're kind of more aware of that happened? I, I would, dude, it was disappointing. Like, I yeah. I kept seeing your guys' updates in the chat, and I'm like, okay, role player trade, role player trade, role player trade, role mm-hmm. player trade. I can't think of a big name that was traded. Nope. I don't know if that's happened in the last couple years. Um, yeah, we had Russell Westbrook last season. So, like, to, to, to give you an idea of, like, the bigger acquisitions, you had Pat, Patrick Beverly getting traded to the Bucks for a campaign and a second-round pick. Essentially, if you're the Bucks and you needed uh, def- defense in the backcourt, you got it with Patrick Beverly, and campaign is not very no, uh, cam- not a great player. Campaign, because Thanasis and a couple other players just said there's some bad, like, this. There's there's cancer in the locker room. Yeah, that tells that, that tells yeah. me who it was. 
Um, yeah, and campaign. I'm not a fa- campaign fan. Wasn't a campaign yeah, fan when he was it, doing all the suns. Totally's campaign. So, yeah. Doc brought Pat Bev was gonna be Doc's advocate and and you know preach this and that and bring the team together because that's what fucking Pat Beverly does. He's he's a nuisance, but he he gets your team riled up in a good way. I think this is gonna be a deciding factor on the Milwaukee Bucks winning a good majority of their next couple games. Um, now that they got rid of pain and they got, I, th- this is a huge move for them. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'm not a doc hater like you guys. I'm rooting for Milwaukee to win. I'm, you know, my Dame Lillard fan comes out a little bit. We'll see what happens. I just don't know if Dame's going to get annoyed by Pat Bev and just tell him to F off or if he's going to be like, embrace it. You know, you got to go one or the other with Bev. He's not, He's not, his personality doesn't fit everybody. He's going to need to embrace him because him and Beasley backcourt defensively is just terrible, horrible. So to add a guy like him, as much as I don't like Pat Bev, he does, he's still a top-notch defender in the league. So to, for them to get Pat Bev, it, regardless of how he acts, like he, he, he befriended Russell Westbrook before and they had a big beef so it's not going to be an issue to you know be professional with Dame if anything he's going to get Dame on his podcast and they'll hash some stuff out there Um, another name that I saw uh, another move was Gordon Hayward uh, to the Oklahoma City Thunder Um, the Thunder traded away Trey Mann, Javis Bertans, Micic and a couple second round picks so it's more really just trying to get a guy uh, his last um, expiring contract in Gordon Hayward to get another um, vet in the on their bench to see if they could you know help that young team move forward. What do you think about Hayward uh, to Oklahoma City? Dude, Hayward's still averaging 15 points a game. Medium mm-hmm. was like 16 points a game last season. You know, I think two seasons prior to that, he sat out, he was hurt, and then we know we know how he was on Utah. Um, so the guy can still play. Uh, he gets boards. I think he's averaging seven, maybe seven boards a game. 15 points. I look. OKC, it's exactly what they're missing, right? You're like unexperienced team, you know, they don't have the experience yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. You add a piece like Gordon Hayward, I think it's going to help him tremendously. Um, you know, I, I firmly believe in this team. I don't know if they're a Clippers, Denver Nuggets, or a Phoenix Suns, but I think they're right below. So curious to see what happens because – I think they could win either one of those teams on any given night. It just imagine like it just depends on if if a team goes cold or not. So great move. I like Hayward. I've always been a Hayward guy. It hasn't been the same since his injury. He was white Kobe at one point, um, but still giving you 15 points. So good for that. Good for them. Definitely. Uh, two more. Let's look at two more moves. Uh, move that was made yesterday, or not yesterday, but the seventh. You saw Xavier Tillman get traded to this to the Celtics. It gives them more um, big man depth for them. Uh, all they really had was Horford and Cornette. Horford, who might get injured because he's old, and Cornette might not be good enough for them. So it's good for them to get Xavier Tillman from the Grizzlies, uh, and also Monte Mur- Morris is a backup point guard uh, from Detroit. So good for the Minnesota to kind of shore up their their how, backcourt. How and for the- old is Monte? I I remember Monte Oris from a long time ago. I know the guy can score, but he's got to be old, man. Is he what? 30? Twenty-eight years old. I think you're thinking of another Morris. Maybe I'm thinking of Monte Ellis. Maybe because Mor- Monte Morris was with the was with the um, Nuggets for a while until he signed with the um or until he got retained by by, by Detroit. 
So it's really, I think you might be thinking of another I'm one. thinking of Monte Ellis. Yeah. I got him. Monte up. Ellis, that guy was a baller. Oh, yeah, that guy was a baller. He could score, dude. Um, and I was like, no, for sure. is this guy still playing? Because he's, you know, but he is 38. So that makes sense that he is not playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's one more transaction I kind of want to get into. But before, I'll kind of lead into it. Um, what's, what team should have made a trade during the trade deadline? I have a few teams kind of written here. But Gons, who do you think should have made a trade that didn't make a trade? during the deadline. I feel like the Lakers should have made a trade. Okay. I don't think they're good enough to win the championship, but I think they're okay with not being good enough. And I think that means that's it. We're done with the LeBron era championship. Let's he's going to walk at the end of the season and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to rebuild. We're not going to rebuild because we're LA, but we'll acquire someone else. Um, other than that, I'm shocked. Miami, wasn't in the mix as much as I thought. Um, I thought they really needed to make. I think they really need to make some moves to get to the next level, and they didn't. Am I right? Or did did, did they? Well, I mean, they did make the Rozier trade a few weeks ah. ago. Um, so that was their kind. Of, that was their trade deadline. Not really move. doing much for him, but from watching the last couple games, I think uh, he's not panning out like they thought he'd be. Uh, other than that, I guess I see why. I mean. I, I thought Dallas could have got a little bit better if they really want to compete because they're not there yet. Um, another team that's in the mix. I mean, uh, I think I, I I I guess Dallas could have got better and to really make okay. a run. I don't think they're good enough. Yeah, I mean, it's when you have Kyrie Irving. If anything, you maybe trade him to get some more depth. I still think they're fairly deep now. Um, as far as I mean, you lose Grant Williams, you're kind of losing a three. Um, you're hoping, you know, um, who are their big? Tim Hardaway Jr. Who are their, kind of steps yeah, up. great guards, great backcourt, but who are their bigs? Yeah, so they traded. They got Gafford. Uh, they got they have lively now and they just traded for um, PJ Washington so that's kind of their their, their big guy rotation now uh, between PJ Washington Derek lively and um, and Daniel Gafford okay so again we'll see we'll see um, another a couple teams I had written down were the Warriors you know Clay is making 40 some we had talked about this last podcast for Clay is making like 40 something million dollars a season so it's kind of tough for teams to justify that even though it's an expiring contract. Um, the Warriors, like I said, like I've been harping on, they've been trying to play, they tried to play both sides of the coin, try to develop young players while also having this core, core group of guys to win a championship. And it worked in 2022, but now you're left with, you know, Kaminga, who doesn't feel he's getting enough minutes and, you know, Moody, who's not getting enough minutes. And then James Wiseman, who's just ended up being a bust. So... You know, with, with the Warriors, I think they could have done something to try to win. But then it's like, do you try to add a piece and sacrifice some of your future to win with this team? Um, I, what What are your thoughts on that, Guns, about the Warriors not making a move? I don't know if they know what they're doing. <laughs> I just, I again, I, I knew as soon as Bob Myers left that they, they're lost. I don't think they know what they want their identity to be. Clay's going to walk. Right. Clay's going to walk. He, he's mm-hmm. he's not going to get paid what, what he wants with Golden State. He might get paid something close to what he wants, but it's not going to be a winning team. So it's going to come down to whether Clay wants to make get that bag, which I'm sure he has plenty of money, or if he wants to play on a championship competitive team. I think he's going to go for the bag, man. I think he thinks, in Clay's head, he thinks, I'm struggling. I need to go be a number one somewhere. 
You know, he's going to do the Jordan Poole effect. So he's going to try to go to another team to be a number one. I don't think he can be a number one. Uh, maybe he could have a couple years ago, but he is just, it's it's sad to say, but the injury did affect him. He can still shoot, but he struggles. You could tell he's just not getting his balance on his shot. He's not, it's just, he's a step slow. Um, I would have traded Clay Thompson. I yep. Even if it's for picks, yep. for anything, he's going to walk. You're going to lose him for nothing. Uh, yep, it, it's a it's a weird situation because it's it's the three main guys: Draymond, Clay, and Steph. Like that's the core championship team. Like just to trade him at a trade deadline, I they probably should have. I think you're right, but I, 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 if you're Golden State, if you're the San Francisco, and you're you're the Warriors' wrath, like are you really going to be trading? Like, are, were you really going to be trading Magic Johnson or like Kareem so Abdul-Jabbar? What do they do? Do they yeah. convince? What's the right move for both of these people? Is it for Clay to be like, okay, I'm not what I was. I need to take 17 to eight. I need to take 20 million a year, which is still a good amount of money. Um, is that what needs to happen? Because he's played there his whole career. He's been drafted from there. He, you'd want to see him retire from there. Or do you think, you know, the 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 Warriors are just going to say no? What is Clay's I worth? Th- What's Clay's worth right now? Unfortunately, it's closer to the fifteen million. I think just like average, league average, twelve to fifteen million. Unfortunately, just because he doesn't have any more defense anymore, his defense is shot. His with his with those two injuries he had, I'm surprised he 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 was able to get enough skill in order to 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 help win that championship in 2022. So I think twenty million is a little bit too much. Um, fifty like um, you know average twelve fifteen million dollars. I think Clay would get in the off season. Um, but it's also like any chance he think comes of, to the Lakers where his daddy played. Um, potentially it's, it's really what, what the cap situation looks like for the Lakers. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the Lakers in a second. Cause I have, I have, I have a question to ask you about that, uh, about their cap situation. Um, but yeah, p- potentially yeah, I could see him playing there, but it's more, it's more of just like when Kobe Bryant had recovered from his Achilles injury, the Lakers offered him another what thirty million dollars for for you know for, uh, each season for the next two seasons. Like that was uh, that was a drastic overpay for a, an aging player, but it showed loyalty um, for for Kobe, and that could have been the reason or one of the potential reasons that LeBron LeBron James signed with the Lakers because they did offer Kobe more of like a legacy contract as opposed to what he could offer them because he was coming off of that. Achilles injury like do you see the the Warriors maybe offering him like a legacy contract like, like you said 20 million dollars no. just to stay in Golden State unfortunately no I think they're ready to break up the band and I think they need to from a business from a from a business standpoint uh I I I don't see him being there I think a team will pay him 18 to 20 million but I don't know if it's going to be a place he wants to go so ultimately it's going to be up to Clay right does he want to go somewhere where you know, it's a it's a big market, and you can compete, and you get the best Instagram models. Or do you want to go to Oklahoma City? Not even Oklahoma City, because they're good. But do you want to go to like, I don't know, another team? Yeah, in the small exactly. market team, have a bigger impact. Um, it's it's tough to say. Every player is different. Some player may prefer the small market, and and more minutes. You know, it hurt Clay not to play down the down the stretch. Uh, a couple games ago. So we will see the the fact that that hurt him so much tells me he may choose a small market team and go be a star out there. If that's what he's looking for, because he's never got to be the star of the team. It's always been Steph Curry. I don't know if he could be the star of a team anymore. 
it's, it's just especially with you know, how he is right now. Like, part of me wants him to pull a James Worthy and just retire a little bit earlier than he should. Um, James Worthy retired after the 93 season. Um, he, he had just played nine seasons, so he's forced to play longer. But he was also a, a supporting cast member of a championship-level, dynasty-level team. So, I, for me personally, as much as Clay could probably get another three-year contract at, like, $15, $60 million each, I kind of just want to see him retire you know, you have your you have your health, you have your championships, you have the money. Of course, you, you know, just kind He's of a, go 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 ride your boat and go find happiness instead of you know dealing. I with agree. This, this BS that's going but on. But he has no wife. He has no kids. He's going to be a player that plays as long as he can, and he's either going to go the coaching route or the commentating route. He's just going to be one of those guys. Like, yeah, if you, dude, if I had if I was struggling and I had kids. For sure, you know. But if I'm, I'm just a bachelor. Like I don't, I don't see it happening with him. Okay. Another team I had written down were the Chicago Bulls, who haven't made a trade deadline move in two years. They have this older core and an inj- older, older and injured core. You have DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Jordan, um, Demar Derozan, who's 34 years old, uh, not getting any better. You have um, Zach Levine, who's injured now making $40 million for the next five seasons. And then Alex Caruso, who's just this gem of a player, just on this like mediocre team. You know, yes, you have a, you have a Kobe white who's emerging now. Great for him. And an old an aging Nikola Vucevic. So for the bulls, like, like should they have made a trade or were they looking to stand pat and try to build around like a Kobe white? I think the emergence of Kobe white has changed their plans. He is good. And you could build around him. Uh, I, I don't know when the rest of the fellows' contracts are expiring. I think DeRozan is coming up pretty soon, no? No, he's, he's an expiring contract, so his contract's done after this season. Right, so I, I'm surprised that they didn't move him to try to get a pick or something. Uh, other than that, I could see them building around White. I, I don't know what the issue with Levine. I don't know what they're doing with Levine. That's a mess. I don't know how you get out of that. I really don't. They should have made a move, like Nobody to get do something. Him. Nobody huh? wants him. They wanted Caruso. Like, if anything, they wanted two first round picks for Caruso. You could have gotten a, a you know, maybe a first round pick and a, a few seconds for Caruso. So it wasn't like they're. I think they were just putting too much of a a premium on on their current players and trying to build for the future, build to something. Have Kobe White be the guy. There were so many contending teams that needed like, Alex Caruso, like like the Lakers. Caruso, or the yes, Bucks, but I think they or, or, wanted or the to Celtics, package yeah. in Levine with that, and no one wanted to touch him. Yeah, you, you, I think you're right there. Um, looking at the buyout market now, um, a, another trade that happened um, that involved a potential buyout guy was Spencer Dinwiddie getting traded to the Toronto Raptors for, um, for Dennis Schroeder. Now the Raptors end up cutting or waving um Spencer Dinwiddie I don't think he waved back uh so Spencer Dinwiddie um Kyle Lowry potentially most likely he'll be bought out by Charlotte and Marcus Morris Sr. are three bio guys I could see that could potentially help contending teams unfortunately teams like the Celtics the Nuggets the Warriors the Heat the Bucks the sick the Suns and the Clippers can't sign those three players because of um 
salary cap rules. They're all in the second apron. Uh, they can't sign those players. So as far as Dinwiddie, there were talks of him going to the Lakers, but then there was also talks of him most likely signing with the Mavs. So let's start with Spencer Dinwiddie. Do you think the Lakers make the best fit for him, or do you think he should go to the Mavs? I'm looking at his stats. He's looks like he was balling a couple seasons ago. 16 points a game, 17 points. His, look at his field goal percentage, though. He is horrible. Like, he's shooting like 35 for something percent. Uh, uh, okay, well, okay. On the Mavs, he was shooting 45% and 49%, averaging mm-hmm. 17 points a game and 16 points a game. Then he went mm-hmm. to Brooklyn, 40%, 16 points a game. Then he went to 39 on Brooklyn, and this season, he's still at 39%, Matt. I mean, I don't – his three-point percentage is weak. You know, it's in the mm-hmm. 30s. I've seen worse. He's averaging 12.6 points a game. He's worth an NBA. He's worth an NBA spot. Four- no, no, for sure. That's what I'm saying. He, it's the Lakers and the Mavs. Where do you think he goes? Like the Lakers are trying to court him a lot, but from reports that I'm hearing, um, is that he's looking to join the Mavs. So if you're if you're Spencer Dinwiddie, would you rather join the Lakers or join the Mavs? He's going back to the Mavs. Yeah, I think so yeah, too. Hundred percent. Um, get some some backcourt help, especially with Luka and, and, and with Kyrie. those were the best years he's had. So that has to yeah. count for something. Yeah. So if you're like, if Laker fans out there, don't expect Spencer Dinwiddie in purple and gold. He'll be back in Dallas for sure. Uh, Marcus Morris um, was just released by the Spurs after he was traded uh, by the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, so Marcus Morris, do you, do you see him in purple and gold or in any, any other team? Man, a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago on the Clippers, the dude, when they were hurt, was going for like 20 20 points a game he can score um and he's big he bodies you i'm just trying to he's 34 oh i give him a spot just for a one-year contract uh i i think he can do something he's the better morris brother for sure um yeah yeah i would give him a shot for sure yeah, I mean, if you're the Lakers, the last time the Lakers signed the Morris twin, they end up winning the championship. So I would try to look at signing. That was the bad. That forward. was the bad Morris too. That wasn't the good Morris, right? Yeah, I mean, that was that was always my joke, calling Markeith Morris the better Morris. But he is. of he, course, Marcus he, Morris he, ends up being Marcus Morris is the better is the better twin. You're right. So I mean, I would like to see the Lakers get him. So let's talk about the Lakers a little bit. Oh, the last one is Kyle Lowry. Like who needs a backup point guard? Is is that a is, is that a point guard the Lakers should look look to get, or do you think Kyle Lowry should look to another team? Is he uh, available? Well, not yet, but uh, the teams are anticipating he'll be bought out um, before the March first deadline. So let's say Kyle Lowry is available. Which contending team, minus those teams that I that I um, pr- provided earlier, would be the best fit for Kyle? Lowry? Oh, I think I think the Lakers would be. Uh, phenomenal he can still score he could put up 15 he could put up 20 and you're taking the ball out of lebron's hand and i think lebron would bow down to a lowry it's not like one of these other point guards where he's going to say let me have the ball i want control lowry's proven himself he, he can handle the ball he's a good point guard um he's passed first especially at this point in his nba career and lebron wouldn't get as tired as much just cut it on the end and maybe start playing down low like he needs to because of his age I think it would be phenomenal if he came to the Lakers. All right, let's stick on Laker line here too. So there are reports that the Lakers didn't make any deadline moves because they wanted to keep three first-round picks available for either Donovan Mitchell, 
Trey Young or Kyrie Irving? Are any of those players gone worth three first-round picks yes. to target yes, in the offseason? Which, which Donovan player? Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. You think Donovan Mitchell? That's, that's, why? Why Donovan Mitchell? Phenomenal. Fast. Scoring. Still younger than the other two in his prime. Gets hurt less. For those reasons alone. I don't touch Kyrie because of injury and attitude, even though he's been better. And Trey Young, small, young, bad defense. Sm- small. Bad defender. Hey, all he's gonna do is jack up shots. Sometimes I'll get well. Donovan Mitchell. It's a thing. My, his, Donovan his Mitchell can go to the lane. Great. Donovan Mitchell has multi arsenal in his game. Donovan Mitchell will cross you up, go to the lane, get the and one. Trey Young, he's just too weak and small. He's a small guard. I would not take him. No, for sure. Okay, so let's. I I, I agree. There was talks on Trey Young, but like I said, yeah, I think you're right. If anything, he's just Austin Reeves with better PR. Um, he's a better shooter a little bit, but he's Austin Reeves better PR. Um, Kyrie Irving, I wish they had done the D'Lo and Rui trade for him, like at this point. But you know that's just how it is. Kyrie's gonna stay in Dallas. He like he hasn't really caused anyone any waves there, so I don't see Kyrie Irving or Dallas looking to trade Kyrie Irving. Now Donovan Mitchell, that's the name that we're hearing. That's a name where, if anything, the Knicks have kind of set themselves up to be the Donovan. But then if you're like. You wouldn't want to pair Donovan no. Mitchell and no, Jalen Brunson, No, not right? going to happen. Brunson is New York's guy. That's their guy. They're loyal. New York, they'd be making a huge mistake with getting Mitchell. So, no, not going to happen. Right. So, it's like if the Lakers have three first-round picks and, like, an Austin Reeves to throw at Cleveland to try to entice them to, to sign and trade for Donovan Mitchell – you can't kind of have that's the you do you view John Donovan Mitchell as that superstar oh, yeah. level player to pair next to eight definitely underrated his okay. whole career because of the markets he's played in when you watch him he is unstoppable um I remember when him and Murray were going at it when it was I think Utah and Denver he destroyed him he's he's phenomenal I love Donovan Mitchell uh yes worth it yeah he's leading that that Cavs team right now without um without their point guard um um cleveland right now so good good on donovan mitchell we'll see how they do in the playoffs um if they keep this you know second third seed going maybe cleveland just wants to sign him but then if donovan mitchell wants to walk after the season and then you the lakers kind of have a three first round who pick. wants so, to stay in cleveland he's leaving come was it wise for the lakers to not trade in this offseason if they're looking to target donovan mitchell in the offseason yes because they're not going to win this year yeah yeah, I mean, it's like you have LeBron James, though, right? Do you try to look at in the future or try to win with LeBron James playing the way LeBron James is playing right now? Do you try to empty the holster to try to get this championship here? Or do you try to the- save some stuff so when he leaves, you're good and have some, some picks to throw out at Donovan Mitchell to pair him with Anthony Davis? I feel like if there, if there was a good opportunity that the Lakers would have took it, but I don't think there was anyone out there available that would change us to a, a championship contender overnight. Um, watching us play against Denver, we played really well. Uh, we had played defense. We got rattled and lost towards the end of the game. But it, this is all on Darvin Ham. He's, <laughs> you, I think the Lakers are talented enough to be up there. I'm not going to say a contender, but on any given night, if they're playing a team with a bad shooting night, they could win. They've beaten Boston. They've beaten the Clippers. They've beaten good teams. They probably could have beat Denver yesterday. But something has to change 
and I feel like if they want a chance this season, they gotta hand off the hand off the keys to another coach. I just don't see it happening with him. But I don't know if they're gonna do that. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. For sure. Um, we'll get into the All Star stuff three point contest. They did announce the three point. Uh, contest contest participants earlier in the week so we'll get into that next week uh, before the all-star break um, and also the dunk contest as well so we'll get into all that stuff next week this weekend of course after this podcast i'm going to be fully focused on the chiefs versus the san francisco 49ers in the super bowl gons what is your official pick for the super bowl um, if we're going to bet against the spread the niners are still favored by two and a half points who do you got gons i believe the chiefs are going to win if I was to make a bet, I would say tied. Um, Kelsey is going to have a touchdown for sure. Uh, I would also say uh, Purdy's probably going to have an interception. Um, I, I The Niners have gotten lucky to this point. The Chiefs have been the stronger dominant team. It is the Super Bowl, so I see the refs calling it in the Niners' favor. But I still think the Chiefs pull this out. So I would take the Chiefs money line if the bet is Niners to win by two. Right. I, th- I think the money line right now is at plus one plus one ten. I was hoping it was gonna get to plus one one twenty five at some point, but it's not gonna get there. I think public money's gonna come onto the Chiefs. So if it'll be closer to one, one and a half, I think, coming into the Super Bowl on Sunday. Um so yeah, so you know where my allegiances lie, you know what what team I'm gonna pick. So, so yeah, so I'll say Chiefs 30, no, Chiefs 28-17 sounds like a good score to me. Um, with the, maybe the Niners getting a cheap touchdown at the end. But the Chiefs, I think they're going to win their, fourth, their third Super Bowl in five years and be one of the best dynasties in football history. Um, so, yeah, so Gons, any other thoughts before we leave today? No, man, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, good luck to your team. Um, you know, Thank I you. remember when the Rams were in it, I was... Uh, I was excited, but I know you've been a Chiefs fan much longer than I'm a Rams fan. So uh, I'm excited to see how this plays out. A lot of Niner fans uh, should be good. But, yeah, that's it, man. That'll be it for us today. Like I said, after this podcast and this is edited, this is going to be full red Super Bowl for for me and the Chiefs um, this upcoming Sunday. Um, it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I think a lot of people are still underestimating the, the Niners at this point. Um, because they've struggled the last two games, like like the Gons had mentioned, but the Niners are still a solid team with maybe the best running back in the league in um, Christian McCaffrey and one of the best do-it-all um, receivers in Debo Samuel, which I know because Debo Samuel was, I traded for him for my fantasy football team and he did really well. So it's going to be a great game. Like I said, 28-17 or maybe like 31-17, somewhere on those lines. I can see Butker kicking a field goal there. So... Um, you're not going to get any uh, non-biased opinion from me on the Chiefs. I think they're going to win this game. Um, but the Niners are very formidable. So good luck to Tam. Good luck to Mitch and all the, you know, the bang, bang, Niner gang out there, um, including my wife, um, that are going to be rooting for San Francisco on Sunday. So like I said, next week we'll be back with the, some NBA All-Star stuff. Um, it's not going to be, it's going to be that following weekend. Uh, for NBA All-Star, but we'll give a, we'll give you our predictions on the game and also the three-point and dunk contest. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for the support. We'll see you next week.